the Chicago Bulls have made some slight changes this offseason, and one of the biggest questions is, with those changes made, how how much better can the Chicago Bulls play? Can they even avoid a play-in with their updated roster? We're going to talk about that and some of the teams that they need to be better than next season if they want to avoid that play-in tournament. And we're also going to talk about DeMar DeRozan landing once again on the most overrated list. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. Maybe a fairly short episode today. It's all good, but it is what it is. We're going to go first talk about, you know, the Bulls, right? And you know, we're talking about the Bulls every day. You guys know, are going to know what I'm talking about. So, you know, a lot's been made over have the Bulls improved, right? Are they still going to be a playing turn, uh, team? Some some fans even thinking, hey, are the Bulls even going to be able to make the play-in? And when you look at the Eastern Conference, there's still the top four teams are probably still going to be the top four teams. You have the Bucks, the Celtics, the Sixers, and the, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, a couple of those teams may have some some pending big decisions that could change some things when you look at, you know, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, the James Harden trade. If they do end up moving James Harden, depending on what they get back, that could really change it. But I don't necessarily see them falling out the top four. Now, anything's possible, right? But I don't necessarily, even with uh, any changes, don't necessarily see them t- falling out the top four. Then the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, you know, They've made some changes to the roster. They've made some additions. We're going to see how those additions pay off for them. Um, I still expect them to be one of those top four teams in the East. So that really co- takes it down to this. Can the Bulls be better than the Hawks, the Raptors, the Nets, the Pacers? Can they be better than at least three of those teams, right? And then you want to also look at, maybe you never know with the Charlotte Hornets getting Brandon Miller and uh, if, if LaMelo Ball is healthy, how they're going to be trying to push. And the Detroit Pistons are always a team, too, that's like a young player uh, developing away from maybe even saying they can fight into it but ultimately those are the teams that I'm looking at kind of all hovering around the, those last two actual playoff spots and then the four play-in spots that are there and the biggest question is can the Bulls be better than those teams right and so when you look at it from the start let's start off with the the, the Heat are one of those teams where we don't really know where the Heat's going to be so this whole conversation is all pending um, what happens with the, the Heat possibly getting Dame Lillard. But we're going to start with the Hawks. The Hawks that were the seventh seed last season in the Eastern Conference, they have their own issues. I think one of the things that have shown that Trey Young defensively is just absolute garbage. And DeJounte Murray didn't necessarily cover up for Trey Young's uh, defensive limitations like I think that team would have initially hoped. Um, but that's a team that won 41 games last season, only winning one more game than the Chicago Bulls. Uh, they made some changes there, too. Right? I don't want to act like they didn't make any changes, especially sending John Collins out and things like that. But they're a team that I do think that the Bulls, depending on how everything comes together with Torrey Craig, Javon Carter, that we can be better than. When you look at the projected uh, Hawks starting lineup, you got Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, uh, DeAndre Hunton, Sadiq Bey, and Clint, and Clint Capella, right? With Jalen Johnson coming off the bench, A.J. Johnson's still there, Bodan Bogdanovich, who is a, is a player that I still like a lot, um, and then they draft Onika. So, like, they have talent there. But I do think that that is a team that if the Bulls come in and if they maintain a level of play throughout the whole season, right, if we look kind of how we did with Pat Bev after we acquired him the whole season with uh, Javon Carter and Torrey Craig, I think that that's a, that, that's a team we can can definitely be better than, right? 
And then you look at the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors are always difficult. Like, new coach, um, they're a difficult matchup for us. We played pretty well against them. Hell, we, we beat them in the playing tournament. But, it, it, you know, the Raptors are a team that they lost their starting point guard, right? They still have, like I said, they still have talent on the team. I'm not going to act like they don't have any talent. And especially if a Scotty Barnes makes a leap, you never know. But Denny Schroeder moving into that team. They still got OG, Scotty Barnes, Pascal, Jakob Poto, right? Precious Achua coming off the bench. Chris Boucher, like this, and Grady Dick. Like, how does Grady Dick end up playing for them? Um, and they have a, have a solid bench as well. The, the biggest question is, is anybody going to step up, right? Is, is Are there going to be any of those players on that team, much like we asked with the Chicago Bulls, that really, you know, maybe develop some, right? And and if that does, that really changes the outlook. But the Raps are a team that I feel the Bulls can be right there with, um, with, with the changes that we made to our lineup. Again, I know not everybody's going to agree or share that mindset, but I, I, here's what I'll say. The Toronto Raptors don't scare me, right? And, you know, we'll see. I said also said that about the Cavs last year, and the Cavs absolutely uh, completely killed us. So, you know, who, who knows on that? I'm not 100% betting on that. Um, but next up, the Indiana Pacers, right? So when you look at the Pacers, they've definitely made uh, changes there. Uh, Benedict Matherin, what's he going to look like in year two after, you know, playing really good and having that dog mentality? How that backcourt between him and, and Tyrese Halliburton shapes up really can be the deciding factor on how much how good that team is, but he healed still a great role player for them. Will Jerace Walker end up starting? Then they still have TJ McConnell, uh, Nimbrand, uh, the uh, uh, NBA champion uh, Bruce Brown, uh, and then Obi Toppin and Jalen Smith all coming off the bench for them. So that's a team that I can't think, and they're in the Bulls division. When we did our division picks, when I talked about the Central Division, I did say that I could see the, the Pacers absolutely having a better season and finishing above the Bulls. So that's another team that the Bulls you know, they could match up well against, but again, the youth and the kind of dog mentality that's on that team can absolutely come back and just kill the Bulls. So that's another one. And then you got to look at the Nets, right? What happens with the Nets who finished with as the sixth seed last season? They traded away Kyrie, traded away um, Kevin Durant, and then there was still a team that really did play well even after that trade deadline. When you look at just the, the depth that that team has as far as like they're just killers all over that, all over that bench that just balance out right. Um, you have Spencer Dinwiddie, Mikael Bridges, Cameron uh, Johnson, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, and whatever, how he ends up shaking out for them. Uh, Nick Claxton, uh, potentially, like, um, so, you know, and that's Lonnie Rocker still. Royce O'Neal's coming off that bench. So, Ben Simmons, what happens with Ben Simmons? But I think we can be better than the Nets. But, again, I would hope our veteran and the fact that we have a team of veterans, uh, they, we can be better than the Nets. We've always played the Nets pretty good, even when they did have KD. So we'll see. Like it all, and all this really comes down to how different this team look with having a a point guard like like of the ilk of Pat Bev there the whole season if he ends up starting right. And so yeah, you still have the Miami Heat's depending on what they're going to do. Um, the Orlando Magic again, another team that's always ready to kind of take a leap. Have the Bulls done enough, right? And so while I don't necessarily, I'm not going to predict the Bulls to maybe get out the plan. I do think that they have the potential too. And I know a lot of a lot of fans really aren't aren't that optimistic when it comes to this Bulls team, but maybe I'm just a little too optimistic. But you guys can let me know. Do you, do you can you see the Bulls finishing above any of those teams? Do you have all those teams above the Bulls? Let me know what you guys think on all that down below. All right. So DeMar DeRozan has landed on yet another most overrated list. And the last time we went into an offseason like this and he was listed as overrated, he came out and broke Wilt records, right? Um so 
uh, Bleacher Report, uh, Grant Hughes was the writer on this one, came out with his list of the top five most overrated players in the NBA, and DeMar DeRozan came in at number five on this. And, oh, man, I, here's you guys know, I am not the biggest DeMar DeRozan fan at all. Let me be clear there. I am not this huge DeMar DeRozan guy, um, I, I, but I respect what DeMar DeRozan brings. Like I said, somebody who can go out there and be one of the most efficient scorers in the NBA every season. He's going to get to the free throw line, right? And when the Bulls need a bucket, when the team as a whole is just not able to hit shots, DeMar DeRozan is usually the one that's going to make a play and put points on the board, whether it be getting a bucket, getting an and one, or just going to the free throw line. DeMar has been all of that for the Chicago Bulls. And like I said before, I'm not I'm not the the the, the biggest DeMar DeRozan guy. I'm not one of those guys that like the Bulls would be nowhere with DeMar DeRozan like some Bulls fans are. I, but I I still like there's something in between. You don't have to hate a player or completely be overly infatuated in love with them. There's so, something in the middle there. And that's why I fall with DeMar. Like to list him as an overrated player that's able to do what he's done over his career and still do it this far into it. That's that's crazy to me, man. Especially considering he's not being paid like like um, like some of these ridiculous contracts that we see. And so, like the constant doubt around Demar Derozan when he's proven in his career, he's always going to be top t- top twenty in the league in scoring. He's going to always shoot the ball about fifty percent. He's going to always get you four or five assists. Always get you four or five rebounds. Like that's what Demar Derozan does, and you can bet on that every single night, right? That's what you can bet on when you have a player that is so reliable that you can bet on them to not only shoot the ball efficiently and effectively, but get to the free throw line. Listen, I, I understand as far as if you're you're trying to judge it through a superstar lens um, and the Bulls, like, not really, as a team, not, not, not getting to the expectations that we would have. But come on, man. Yes, he's a heavy isolation scorer. Yes, his game isn't kind of the modern NBA game or anything like that. But it is what it is, man. DeMar DeRozan def- definitely helps this Bulls team win basketball games. And some people think maybe even too much, right? Maybe he helps too much in the sense that they want to see him gone and think that's going to open up a bunch of these other opportunities for other players, which it will by the nature of just having the void, right? But you have to have players that are ready to step into that. But it's just, hey, oh, man. Uh, and, you know, in this article, they also said through his Chicago Bulls uh uh, career have played better with him in the game than out over the last two seasons. The defensive issues have persisted, and the friction between him and Zach Levine is a direct result of of DeRozan's inability to help when he's not operating as the first option. Come on, fam. First of all, yes, we have absolutely played better with DeMar than without. But to say that it, like, and yes, he's always going to have his defensive issues, but the Bulls have learned to overcome that with roster construction to a point, right? And so, I don't know, man. Like, it, it while I like fair analysis, listen, DeMar is one of the most overrated players in the NBA. To me, just doesn't feel right either, even though, like I said, I'm not the biggest Bulls fan. But though the players that landed on this list, Kawhi Leonard was number four on this list, which, crazy. Uh, like, I, you know, I know Kawhi doesn't always stay healthy, and that's some of it. Jonas Valanciunas was on this list as well. Um, Dylan Brooks was number two on this list. And then coming in at number one, surprisingly, was Demonis Sabonis. Now, I was a Sabonis doubter before he went to the Kings. But what he was able to do and how him and De'Aaron Fox have come together, you know, it, Bleach Report articles are Bleach Report articles. I, I I mean, that's what I'll say, and I'll leave it at that. You guys know what that's going to mean um, by reading it. But uh, I also want to get into some of the text messages. We've, we've passed on some text messages just because of the number of voicemails. And this one, this one's from the 319, and they say this. And I motion Mark Jackson as coach if old Billy don't make something happen 
or for God's sake, sign Io already. They better not give up on the young bull after two seasons. Just don't make sense because I believe he will go elsewhere and go crazy. He was more of a scorer in Illinois as well as defensive man, but they will regret letting him go if that happens. So here's what I'll say. Um, the Io thing has already come to fruition. We know Io DeSumo has been retained by the Chicago Bulls. I think it was the right move there. Mark Jackson is never getting another head coaching job. It's not happening. It's not happening. It's just not happening. Um, so it's that's just not coming. Now we have this, a voicemail from the same number, which is actually Molly. He says, um, what do you think about the Bulls picking up Bismack Biombo? Here's what I'll say. Like, again, I've said this a lot. It's the 15th man on the roster. I really don't care. Like, I, I, I don't. Like, there are a lot of people that can actually help. Um, and so, you know, I, I would like to see them go more youth uh, and kind of upside there because even if they're not going to play somebody, at least you can try to develop them a little bit. That's my mindset. But I'm not necessarily on that. Just throw it away, right? Um, this next one, uh, text message. This is from DD. They say, what up, Hayes? Love your work. Listen to you several times a day. But catching on vids after I resigned and JFL signed with Toronto, I wonder your thoughts on those could have been related. Only IO rumor was Toronto. Then they turn a and get a guard we spent developing in our system. Do you think you could have been a handshake deal between AK and your your jury? No, I don't think that it was a handshake deal. I don't think that it was anything like that. I think they saw opportunity. It was a two way contract. They saw opportunity to bring in somebody. Maybe develop them. The Toronto Raptors are a pretty good franchise at developing. So I think that that was probably it more than anything else. But, you know, we'll see. We'll end up seeing on that one. But I just wanted to catch up on those text messages. That's it for today. Make sure you guys follow the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod is email.com. Lastly, you want to leave a text message and our voicemail. The number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because you guys and like liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.